Welcome to Movie Addicts Anonymous, where every media junkie is welcome. I'm Jay here, and how is everybody doing out there? It is almost Christmas, guys. Almost Christmas. And I was thinking, I was like, should I do a Christmas movie? Should I cover Christmas movies on here? And I decided on no. Maybe I'll change my mind and cover a Christmas movie at some point. But I want to cover... My favorite, one of my favorite um, film series uh, for a lot of different reasons, and that is the X-Men series. The X-Men movies, these movies aren't great. There's a lot of bad ones, um, but there's something about X-Men that just sticks out to me and that I love X-Men. It's like my favorite comic book uh, team up, like comic book team. Like I love like the lore of X-Men. It's so good. Like I love how... Uh, it's about just being a minority and feeling different in the world and people not accepting you and finding a group of people that do accept you and, like, coming out as who you are. And it's so, like, it's very, very, um, like, you can replace the word mutant with any minority, really. Like, you can replace it with black. You can replace it with gay. Like, anything. And it's so true. And how, like, different people will hate you just for existing. And how some mutants can pass and look normal, like Jean Grey. Or, and then there's some like the Morlocks who have to hide in the sewers because you can't pass. And that's the same as straight and or gay, gay people like, passing as straight. Or like black people with like lighter skin can uh, get more opportunities than dark skin. Like it's the same type of thing. And that's why I really love and always had like a heartfelt connection to X-Men. And that's why I want to cover these movies. Now, these movies aren't great. I'm what I'm going to do is I'm going to do but they some of them are, but um some of them aren't. And I'm going to cover all of the X-Men movies and I want to do I'm not going to I don't know if I'm going to do it all in a row. And I want to rank them. I'm going to rank them from best to worst and I'm going to start reviewing them chronolo chronologically how they aired, not chronologically of like cuz they go all through different times and everything. I'm just going to start with how they aired and go through all of them. I'm going to do all of them, including Deadpool. Because this, this uh, and all the Wolverine movies, because this franchise, it's over now. Now that Disney uh, bought Fox and they now have the rights to X-Men, I'm sure the MCU is going to redo this whole series. So I might as well cover it now. But yeah, this uh, film series spanned 20 years. Um, today, I'm going to be covering X-Men, just X-Men. That came out in 2000. This, so, the first one came out in 2000, and then the final movie of the series was New Mutants, which, we'll get into that. I'm not a huge fan of New Mutants. Um, 2020. So, this film series went 20 years. There's so many movies to talk about. And I am ready to jump into X-Men. I have not seen this movie in a long time, but I watched it so many times as a kid. Because in 2000, if you think about it, this was eight years before Iron Man. This was even before Spider-Man, because Spider-Man came out in 2002. Uh, so this was really, like, the first big, like, mainstream superhero movie. 
And for me, I was like nine or ten years old when this movie came out, and I was just obsessed. I loved it. I I already read the X Men comic books, and I was so pumped for this to come out. And I I remember loving this movie, and I watched it over and over so many times. Like I haven't seen this movie in years, and when I watched it, it again, like I just remembered everything. I remember like quotes and lines, and there's a lot of quote and quotables in this. <laughs> fucking movie that are not great uh this movie is pretty corny um but let's just get into this let's get into the stats of this movie for one so this movie came out uh july 14th 2000 so that is 20 years ago over 20 years ago and um so it was number one in the box office when it came out making uh 54 million dollars Um, And the number two in the box office that weekend was Scary Movie 1, making $26 million. This was the only – X-Men was the only movie that came out this weekend. All these other movies had been out. Uh, So Scary Movie 1 made $26 million. Third in the box office was The Perfect Storm, which I don't – I don't remember that movie. I want to rewatch it and probably cover it on the podcast because I think it's a really good film. That made $17 million. The third in the movie was The Patriot. Uh, making $10 million. The Patriot's an amazing movie, and I have to cover it on here. The Kid was number four, right? One, two, three, four. No, The Kid was number five in the box office, uh, making $10 million. And then Chicken Run was still in the box office. I remember that movie, that animated movie. Um, that was six in the box. Oh, and then Me, Myself, and Irene. So Chicken Run made $7 million, And then Me, Myself, and Irene. Do you remember that movie with uh, Jim Carrey? That movie's pretty funny. Uh, $5 million. So, that was the opening weekend of July 14th. Uh, This movie cost $75 million to make. So, it had a pretty decent budget. Um, And in the U.S., it brought in $157 million. And worldwide, it grossed $296 million. So, almost $300 million. Uh, It definitely made its money back. Um, I think this is one of the lowest making films of the franchise i don't know we'll see i'm gonna i'm gonna like compare them all i'm gonna make like a chart when i um rank them and i want to see what they all made and stuff and see um how all the stats go and see which movie was the most successful just box office wise uh but yeah so this movie um imdb gave it a 7.4 um gave it a 7.4 out of 10 which is like a pretty good review i think i'm pretty close to that um i don't know exactly what i want to give it like um a 7.4 i mean i i'm trying to think of i think i probably would give it like a 7.4 or like around there maybe like a seven and a half um like which is just about that anyway um Rotten Tomatoes uh looks like they gave uh 82% critical and audience was 83 so they're pretty spot on there um close together the critical and audience which is strange that usually never happens um I only did like mull it over more of like the of the rating I want to give it it's going to be between a seven and an eight so I'm going to say that's pretty high, but I have so much nostalgia feels for this movie. Uh, it was directed by Brian Singer. He did these first two movies, and then I think he also came back for Days of Future Past. Um, so people were really excited about that. 
Uh, top build in this movie was obviously Hugh Jackman. Uh, hell a gorge. Hell a gorge in this movie. Um, that's actually one of my uh, movie addict chips too, but we'll get into that. Uh, second build was Patrick Stewart playing Professor X. Uh, third build was Ian McKellen playing Magneto. Uh, fourth build, I don't know how to say her name. Uh, is that Famke Janison playing Jean Grey? Sorry, I just butchered that. Famke. Famka. Famka? Maybe it's Famka. All I remember um, from this actress is that she played a trans person in the show Nip Tuck, uh, which Nip Tuck was like very ahead of its time because Nip Tuck came out a long time ago. And I remember she was a trans woman in that movie or that TV show. And like that was kind of before like their trans people were being like represented in media. So that's really cool. Um, and then James Marsden, so gorgeous. I love him. Um, and he played uh, Cyclops. I loved him in Westworld. That one scene of him in Westworld when he's naked and all like beat up. Yes, get get that naked bloody D. Um, and then Halle Berry surprisingly is one, two, three, four, five, sixth build in this movie. Halle Berry is sixth build, and then Anna Paquin's seventh build. Makes sense. I'm not a huge fan of Anna. Um, is it Anna or Anna? I don't know. Anna Paquin's Rogue. Not a fan. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just really not a fan of Anna Paquin, I guess. Um, speaking of, I heard they're making a True Blood reboot, which is weird because I feel like True Blood just, like, ended. I mean, not just ended, but it seems a little too soon to make, I already do a reboot of True, True Blood, but we'll see who they cast as Sookie. Sookie. Sookie's mine. And she's like, but Bill. That's all I remember her saying. But Bill. I don't know. I just, um, I'm sorry. I'm not a huge Anna Paquin fan. It's fine. She's like, fine, whatever. Um, okay. So those are the stats of this movie. Uh, what am I talking about? What is my cat doing? I just saw her like run by. That's movie out of cat. <gasps> Bitches crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's get into movie out of chips talking about La hella dope things in this movie that I love and slash are like, uh, about. Um, yeah, so the first movie addict chip is Hugh Jackman is so ripped in this movie and so young. Like, he's so, I mean, this is 20 years ago, but it's wild to me, like, how young he looks now. Especially, like, watching, when I watched this as a kid, I just thought of him as, like, so old than me because I was, like, 9 or 10. And, uh, his, like, he is so young and he's so ripped and he has, like, every moment to be shirtless. I mean, we first see him fighting in that bar and he's shirtless. Um, and I love it. And he's just a really, um, he, like, carries this film. And I, I, I now, and I understand why he got three of his own films. I know Wolverine in general is just, like, a big X-Men character. But, uh... Oh, she's playing with her holiday pickle, my cat. Uh, <laughs> I got her a holiday pickle because maybe she likes pickles like her father. Um, and she does apparently. She's like fucking a pickle pig, like her father. Um, yeah. So Hugh Jackman is uh very ripped. Um, he does like an American accent really well in this movie. And I just uh. Enjoy his Wolverine, and I'm excited to talk about the other movies, even X-Men Origins Wolverine. I'm going to cover it. We all know it sucks, 
but I don't think it's as bad as honestly it's not as bad as New Mutants which is wild because that was for the longest time was coveted as the worst X-Men movie not no mo not no mo um yeah so Hugh Jackman being ripped dope love it okay uh my second movie addict chipped is the uh logan gene chemistry i do like that um it's very like instant um it's definitely more one-sided it's definitely logan-sided where he even goes like uh couldn't wait to get my shirt off again huh like that's a that's a quote and quotable right there and uh yeah i just uh <laughs> i really love it and i also i guess i can just lump in also, uh, Wolverine's chemistry with Cyclops, where they're just, they instantly butt heads because they're both, like, they're both, like, this, they have the same type of, not really the same type of personality, it's more of, like, they're both, they both have cockiness, for sure, but in different ways, it's almost like if they were in high school, Wolverine would be, like, the cool kid, like, the cool kid outside smoking a cigar, and uh cyclops would be like the preppy like quarterback and like that they would butt heads and like fighting over the same girl that's what it that's what it feels like they have classic moments where he uh where mystique uh is wolverine like is shapeshifts into wolverine and they're fighting and he doesn't know who is who and he's like it's me and cyclops is like prove it and wolverine goes you're a dick and he's like okay yeah, like that's a that's a really funny moment too. Uh, the funny moments are very like equally funny slash equally corny, and I love it. Uh, but yeah, so I like the, I just like the intimacy of how the intimacy between Logan and Gene is very uh genuine. Uh, how they're where he goes like, do you want to read my mind? And she's like, uh, she's like no not really and like and he she does and she we're seeing all these um secrets uh, or that are trapped in his head of how he lost his memory which we'll get into that i just i'll just get into that anyway how like there's a l few discrepancies here in the wolverine logan timeline specifically with Sabretooth. and i guess that that'll just be another one of my movie attic chips is um the brotherhood let's just talk about like the whole like brother the brotherhood of mutants is magneto's group it's a very small group in this movie it's not big i mean the x-men's really not a big group at this point in the movie either um because they're doing very like uh very like the big mainstream x-men uh heroes and villains so in the brotherhood they have Sabretooth, toad which is hilarious that they that they had Toad in there. Like, it's so funny that they introduced Toad in this movie because he's, like, such a random villain. I, I love Toad, especially from, like, the animated series uh, X-Men Evolution. They really, like, fleshed him out in that movie. And, uh, there's a, and there's a shitty quote-unquotable from Storm where <laughs> she goes, uh, She's like, what happens to a toad that gets electrified by, or by hit by lightning? Same thing as everything else. And then electrocutes him. But then we like, which I'm so sorry that I said a shitty African accent, but so did she. Okay, let's be honest. All right, Storm, I'm all over the place. I'm very gay today. I'm sorry, but Storm, what happened to her accent? 
why I forgot until I started watching this movie again. I'm like, oh yeah, this bitch had a African accent in the first movie and it just went away. And then the second movie, she's just fucking Halle Berry in a wig. Like what happened to her accent? <laughs> um, which I guess it's good because she wasn't pulling it off great. She, I, I'm sorry. Like Halle Berry's not African. Okay. And she's, she's a good storm. She's a good Aurora Monroe. But I'm glad they just kind of diverted that real quick. Um, X, I don't know. Actually, maybe they, she did have an accent still in X2. I don't think so. I, maybe. And then does the new girl from Love, Simon and the, the young storm have an accent? I don't remember, but she supposed to have an accent. Sorry. I'm like hitting the camera everywhere. She's supposed to have an accent. I'm getting riled up over storm. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, her crazy line, what happens to a toe when it gets hit by lightning, uh, same as everything else. And then he gets struck by lightning and, like, thrown off into the ocean, and we never see him again. So did she kill him? Like, did he? Did she kill Toad? What's going on? Okay, yeah, so the rest of the Brotherhood, Sabretooth. I understand where they kind of shoehorned in to the end of X-Men Origins Wolverine him getting shot in the head with an adamantium bullet and why he didn't have any memories in the first film. Lazy writing. The whole movie's lazy writing, but that makes sense why Wolverine doesn't recognize Sabretooth. Well, you think he would recognize him a little bit, like a scent or a smell or something, but Sabretooth should very well know who he is, who uh, Logan is. They grew up together. They were pretty much like brothers. They fought in so many wars together. He used to be Lee Schreiber. I love him. Ray Donovan. Um, he's an amazing. He's actually a really good part of that movie of X Men Origin. I know this is not an or X Men Origin review, but he's actually kind of what saves that movie. Him and Hugh Jackman's like dynamic, but their dynamic being so amazing in that movie is nowhere to be seen in this movie. Sabretooth, He doesn't even have like lines. His only line was another. Like, fucked up. Quote, it's more fucked up, quote-unquotable, by uh, um, Sabretooth, where he goes to Storm, and he goes, um, scream for me. He, like, grabs her by the throat, lifts her up, and goes, scream for me. And then later, he's like, you owe me a scream. I don't know, it's so fucking creepy. I'm like, this dude is fucked. Um, yeah, so... That's that. Okay, what my third movie addict chip, I want to talk about the relationship between Magneto and Professor X. It's so good. All the way, le let's start at the end first. Their uh, chess metaphor is so great that they're always in a game of chess. They're always fighting. I love that. It's actually a really good quote-unquotable where in the very beginning... Um, Jean, well, in the very beginning, because the very beginning of the movie is that awesome monologue that the professor gives, like, all, of the first three films, he, like, gives that awesome monologue every time. He's like, every few millennia, evolution jumps forward, or whatever. I don't know exactly what he says, but it's great. Um, it gets you very pumped for the movie, and I love it. Uh, and then Rogue, like, kisses her boyfriend and puts him in a coma, and she goes and travels off and finds Wolverine. But the very beginning when Gene is trying to talk to, like, I don't know, the politician people. I don't know what they are. Senators to not pass this bill to register mutants. And uh, Professor X sees Magneto there and 
he goes, uh, what are you doing here? And, um, what's his name? Magneto goes, why do you always ask questions you know the answer to? And he's like, I'm looking for hope. I'm still looking for hope in there. And because they have two different ideologies, it's really good. Um, but you can see, and I love how they did the flashback to, um, Wolverine as a kid in a concentration camp. Because you see from a very early age how much he, why he hates humans. Because humanity is fucked. So are mutants, but you see why he hates humanity so much because he was ripped apart from his parents at such a young age, branded with his numbers. And and then he grew up to be a mutant, which he was already hated just for being uh, Jewish. And then he was hated for being a mutant. So I understand his side of things. And I almost feel like if I was a mutant, I probably would be on Magneto's side. Um, hot take. Hot take. I would be in the Brotherhood. Hells yeah. Um, but I don't... I don't... I, I, I like... And then I like the other side of the same coin of Professor X, where he's been through a lot. He has a lot of reasons to hate humanity, too. But he still has hope for humanity and hope for coexistence. And that's what he wants. And it's... They're both wanting the better life for mutants, but it's just different ways of going about it is pretty much what's happening here. And I love that um, eternal struggle, that eternal chess game between the two of them. It's done so well. It's so good. Um, I love it so much. That's so good. Um, Speaking of, and I love that scene too, the standoff scene when they're at the train station and Toad, Sabretooth, and Magneto have Rogue because you find out that originally they thought that Magneto wanted Wolverine and they find out that he wanted Rogue because he wants to use Rogue's power to power this random machine, which we don't know how he created this machine, but he just has this machine that can apparently turn humans into mutants, but it kills them after doing that. It never explains how Magneto has all this technology. He has the helmet that stops... Um, professor's thoughts and then he has this machine that can turn humans into mutants and we also never explained how professor created cerebro i mean that couldn't have been easy that sphere or that giant sphere and why is the cerebro voice creepy ass little kid it's like welcome professor welcome professor like who's who's whose kid is that that he recorded saying that it reminds me of from my Resident Evil review, and she's like, you're all going to die down here. That's like the same voice actor that did that. Um, yeah, so anyway, that standoff when they're at the train station, they have Rogue, and there's like a bunch of cops standing there, and Magneto grabs all their guns and turns them on them. And that's when the Professor gets in the head of Sabretooth and Toad. And, uh, and they're kind of having the standoff. It is such a cool, like, power moment. And you see how badass Magneto really is, where he can control all of those guns. He's, like, throwing cars at people. And because Magneto's a very, very strong mutant. Um, I think, like, Jean is probably, like, the strongest mutant people know, besides Apocalypse. And then uh, Professor's really high up there. And so is Magneto. There's, like, different levels for mutants. I don't know. They're, like, a level 9 or some shit. I think a level 10 is, like, the highest or some shit. I have no idea. 
Who knows? What are levels? But yeah, so um, I, it's such a cool scene where they're talking. Oh, yeah. And then he like, sh which is really fucked up and made me laugh out loud. And not the movie did not make me laugh intentionally in this. So that's why it was. It's not going to get a perfect score because there was a lot of corny parts that I la I was laughing at the movie, not with the movie. <laughs> and I don't like that in films. When uh, Magneto fires off one of the guns that's pointed to all the cops and then he catches the bullet and it's like right on the guy's head and like spinning on the cop's head. And then randomly the cop goes, <laughs> like he makes the <laughs> weirdest noise. And this has to be on YouTube or somewhere. It has to, there has to be a sound bite of this. Of the guy going like, uh, uh, like he makes the weirdest noise. It took me out of the whole moment. I'm like, the fuck? Um, and he's like, I don't know if I can catch them all, Charles. Uh, it's so good. He lets him go. Um, okay, so what is my next movie addict chip? Um, I want to say my next movie addict chip is the Rogue and Wolverine relationship. So, I'm not a big fan of Anna Paquin's Rogue. I said this right off the bat. She's annoying to me, honestly. I don't know what it is about Anna Paquin that just, like, bugs me. Uh, she's just not... She's too, like, meek or something. Or too, like, me to be Rogue. Like, I just remember Rogue from the comics and, like, the X-Men animated series in the 90s of being this, like, powerful, badass woman with, like, this is, like, southern woman... Like, flying around with super strength because she, like, holds on to Miss Marvel's powers. And, like, and then she has that, like, awesome relationship with uh, um, Gambit. Like, ro there needs to be a rogue Gambit movie. I really hope that's what they do. I hope going forward um, in the MCU when they make these X-Men movies, I hope they do, like, random separate fil X-Men films of just a few characters. And then and then build them all up to one big X-Men movie. So I hope they do like a rogue gambit movie and just like a professor movie and just like shit like that. That'd be interesting. Uh, but yeah, so Ro she just, I don't, she's too like whiny or something in this film. I don't know. It's like, we get it. It's like, bitch, you're like so powerful. You can take people down with a touch. Like, stop being so annoying. Stop being so like emo or whatever the fuck you are. I don't, get it and then like her and like bobby's relationship Iceman, man the whole that's annoying but i do love the rogue wolverine relationship it's very sweet and heartfelt and i like how logan like he's very like the type of like i he's like i don't know he's the badass with a heart of gold essentially like he catches her in his trailer and he's like get out like I, she's like, where am I supposed to? Where am I supposed to go? Like I just, her accent is so annoying. Where am I supposed to go? <gasps> Bill, but Bill. He's like, bitch, my name's not Bill. She's like, oh, wrong movie. And like, so he eventually lets her in, and um, that I do really love that scene though when he's having his like uh, PTSD flashback memories, and she he wakes up and stabs her, and then she like steals his powers to heal. Which I'm assuming, because when we first met her, she didn't understand her powers at all. Um, all she knows is that when she touches people, they almost die. And then by this point, she knows that she's going to steal his power when she touches him. So I don't know if she had learned that 
in the, I'm assuming, week or so that she'd been there. It hadn't even been a week since they'd been at the institution. I don't, I'm, I mean, there are a lot of plot holes in this. Because I was watching this and I was like, how does she know that her powers do that? But I guess they already, like, figured that out. Because it seems like that's the first thing they do is, like, discover what powers you have. I mean, that's what they did with Wolverine. Uh, But I don't know how they tested that theory. I guess that was her testing the theory, maybe? Maybe, because um, I feel like they should have had a quick scene earlier to be like, they're like, in theory, you could absorb a mutant's powers as well. And then that's her testing it out. Like, that would have been made a little more sense. Um, but, you know, it worked still. It was still a cool scene. And then, and then okay, and then my next movie addict chip, which I think is going to be my final one, is Mystique. I love this bitch. Now, um, I don't let me look up to see who plays Mystique in this movie. Okay, Rebecca Romagin. She's gorgeous. You actually see her in her normal looks um in the X2. What else is she from? Okay, she's in The Last Stand and she's in a bunch of X movies, but Femme Fatale. Okay, she's not really like a huge actress other than this, but I love her in this film. The way they did Mystique is so cool. I love her fighting style. It's very, like, animalistic and where she, like, uses her feet. And so, like, in that scene when she's in the plane with the senator and she, like, smacks him around with her feet is so cool. Yeah, Senator Kelly. Um, And just the reveals of her. Like, she's such a cool power. She's always been my favorite because I just love her. And I do love Jennifer Lawrence who plays her later. But I love, like, that ability. I would always want that ability to be able to shapeshift into whatever you want. Like, it's so cool. And when she shapeshifts into uh, Iceman, into Bobby, which I guess he's not Iceman yet. Do they call him that? Um, and he goes up to Rogue and he's like, everyone like hates you. Like, leave. Like, she's so cool at uh, just being like a spy because that's what she is. She's like the perfect spy. I mean, imagine if spies could literally shapeshift. That'd be perf. That'd be perf. Um, but yeah, I love Mystique and how she always is like she's like a cat always lands on her feet she's never gonna die like she never dies like she just uh because at the very end when she got stabbed by wolverine like oh there's one left and it shows like a cop with the stab wounds and then at the very end she like transforms into senator kelly and says like i take back everything about the mutant bill and you see the quick glance of her eyes and they're like oh like it's mystique like she lived somehow uh, this movie is so good. I just, I love it. It's very, it is nostalgia feel though. So that's why it's like so high up there for me. Um, So I am officially going to give this movie a 7.5 movie attic chips. 7.5. It is, um, good. it is a, I don't know though. Cause it's like a little too corny. Seven. I'm giving it a seven out of 10, seven out of 10 movie attic chips. This movie's movie attic certified. Um, and, uh, on my full list of X-Men reviews, it's the only one on there. So right now it's number one and it's number last. It's first and last is last a number. It's first and last on the list. Um, next I will be doing X2 and comparing it to that. I'm pretty sure X2 is going to win if memory serves me well, but this movie is a good start to the franchise. Um, it's just, they had a learning curve. I mean, it's really good for its time, but it's 
it's corny, but also like cool because they like went with like the sleek black leather costume looks. They even have that one scene when Wolverine's like, you always wear these and Cyclops like, what do you prefer? Yellow spandex, uh, which is like a nod at the comics. And so they did, it was, I just remember at the time it being so cool. And that's the only thing that hasn't aged great with this film is going back. It's it is kind it's lost some of its coolness and it's a little corny compared to where superhero films have gone since then. But it's still such a good film. I love it. It's so good. Um, so let me guys let me guys let me know what you guys think of this film. If you like this X-Men movie, if you think it should win. The X-Men Showdown. Is that what I'm going to call this? Kind of like the Spider-Verse Showdown. The X-Men Showdown. If you think where it should rank on the charts. Uh, this movie. Uh, so, remember. Rate. Review. Subscribe. All of the things. Follow me on Instagram at MovieAddictPod. And, as always, guys. Use protection. Use protection.